0: Hey everybody, and welcome to Words Over Whiskey, episode 34, I realise I almost forgot what episode number we were on after just looking it up. It's so 35. No, no, <laughs> no, don't do oh, that. Oh, no, it was a 33. <laughs> no, 33 was the last one, we're on 34, I'm certain. You're certain? I'm certain.
1: So 36. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe we'll swap them round. maybe it's 43. <laughs> just having an existential crisis now. For for those of you at home who can't see, a Windows error message pops up in front of Henry saying Henry.exe has stopped yeah, working. it's just like the buffering. The buffering. <laughs> Henry's completely frozen. It's so the buffering
0: symbol <laughs> over his face. Oh, uh, dude. Oh, it's been um, it's been quite a while since we've done our last episode. I was quite busy, so I wasn't able to upload the previous episode until not too long ago, but. Yeah, I think the last episode we did was in April, and I didn't upload it till about end of May. Start oh God, yet. it's been a while then. Yeah, yeah. So it's been so much has happened because we were meant to go to a whiskey show, but then we couldn't <laughs> because of uh, train strikes. So that looks really quiet, doesn't it? Mm. Shall we give it a pause? Well, ah, oh, that's better. Right, recording volume was too low. Yeah, uh, yeah. Unfortunately, we couldn't. We were going to discuss the uh, whiskey show. Oh that's we, yes, but we couldn't go. No, so we ended up just crack, Well, we just met up and had a load of bottles that we both had open, and we just sat and drank and had a you know, merry <laughs> old time anyway, didn't we? So we would have done anyway. Yeah, yeah. It was it was just just a shame, but yeah, there'll be other ones we can go to in the future. I mean, it's just unfortunate coincidence that the train strikes happened to be at the same time but talking of many bottles that we have open I have brought along a selection of things that I've had open at home because I was in Scotland and I brought back a bunch of bottles but I thought before I crack any
1: of those open I need to <laughs> finish, finish
0: what you've got what I've got
1: open so I've and who better to finish all your bottles for you yes. than a professor whis- professional whiskey bottle finisher yeah a b- a I'm talking about, drink talk about drinking the whiskey. Yes. Before anyone thinks I'm polishing them or something. But I'm taking a little break because
0: two weeks in Scotland visiting lots of distilleries and going to whiskey bars and everything, you, you, you sometimes feel like you need a break. <laughs> so I'm not partaking in this episode, but I've brought you. I'll just have to drink enough for both of us. I ah, know. I've brought you a selection. So what have I got here? So I've got a Woodford Reserve. Rye, which I we've
1: actually had quite, we've had a couple of Woodfords on the podcast. We have, yeah, we've yeah, had the, like, the normal one. The standard, and the I mean, double oak. The, the as double as well. oak was probably, what, what was that, my favourite of last year? I think it was, yeah. Um So yeah, Wood, Woodford seems to be a prominent feature on our episodes.
0: We've got Deanston, uh, the Bordeaux Red wine cast, which was a travel exclusive so you probably haven't had that before that's true we both really enjoy a good Deanstone mm-hmm. I have this meth- I have an Irish whiskey Method of Madness um, which is uh, finished in virgin Spanish oak casks so we haven't, we haven't had much Irish whiskey on for quite a while and then we've got um, well one bottle that's a bottle share between the two of us uh, which is a Laphroaig sh- 10 year old Sherry oak finish which yeah, I've already taken my half decanted my half and so I've brought the bottle along for you to have the remainder of yours. Thank um, you very much. Then I have a little sample of a Kilhomen Mezcal cast finish, which was a exclusive to the whiskey exchange, which I only have a little bit left of, so I bought you some of that to try. So you have a you have a mini buffet of whiskey here to try. And delve into it in whichever order you fancy. Well,
1: thank you very much, Henry. I'd would see. you be so kind as of to pour me a woodford reserve, please? Are you Are you going to go along the line? I'll probably go along the line. Yes. If, if doing that, I'd maybe go.
0: If I were you, I would do the method of madness and the Deanstone b- before the
1: woodford. Oh, okay, okay. Let's do that then. You're the expert. or at least more of an expert than I am. <laughs> it's just I think because the
0: um, the rye has a slightly spicy characteristic to it, which I think
1: you'd probably want to come to. Thank you very much. After you've had some of the probably slightly softer and more approachable ones. I've noticed you uh, watching yourself as you pour the whiskey there. So you got to the point now where you can, like, bezer uh, out to double measure by hand. Oh, no, no, no. It's yeah. going to one day.
0: <laughs> one day, possibly, yeah. I haven't quite reached that level of expert yet but no yeah I thought it'd be fun to kind of do what we did before and bring along a selection of things we have open rather than cracking open a new bottle an
1: yeah. expensive new bottle yeah
0: it's uh, yes but those bottles that I picked up in Scotland I am going to bring along to a future episode I thought we'd just do it a bit later in the year yeah when I have less stuff open
1: which I don't know when that will be <laughs> 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 well sort of you just keep opening more and more and yeah, then it's just, yeah, it's you've got to have a consistent amount.
0: Yeah, it's the problem, it's like you never really finish anything, you just keep opening more.
1: got to be strict with yourself, Henry.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well that's why I'm that's why I was like, no, don't don't bring a new bottle for this evening. Bring what you have already
1: opened <laughs> Well, I've given the benefits of that. Thank you very much, Henry. That's all right. There's no no cheers this time. <laughs> yeah. well, oh, wait, I've got water.
0: There we go. Yay! Bye-bye. What can you smell? Uh, uh, the water. You can smell water. Smel- smells <laughs> smells neutral. Smells neutral.
1: You can smell neutrality. Well,
0: it smells like nothing. That's what it
1: Smells like whiskey to me. That <laughs> would no, because you have a whiskey glass in your hand. <laughs> What do you think? Mmm. Like that. That's nice. I've realised the fact that it's just me trying the whisky means all the pressure <laughs> of saying what I can taste <laughs> is now on me. Normally I defer to your more refined palate in these scenarios, When yeah. I sit there and make stupid jokes about getting drunk.
0: Yes. This was, this was my cunning plan all along. This is torture. This is how I'm testing you to see how much, how much you've learned in the past few years of
1: whisky tasting. I've had a lot of alcohol recently as well, so I don't know if that's something to my taste buds. But I'm not actually getting very much from this. No. Granted, this one it's
0: basically the dregs of the bottle, and it's one that I think has been open for a little while. So there's a chance that the ABV
1: or something might have dropped on it. Maybe. A touch. It, yeah, it's it's very nice. It's nice and smooth, and a bit of a kick at the end. But when it first enters your mouth, I'm it's it's quite neutral actually. Since hmm. you put that since you put that word in my head. <laughs>
0: I don't think I'd describe whiskey as neutral, but I'd say me- maybe mellow. Would that be a better description? Yeah, mellow, oh, mellow, mellow, soft. Nice. Yeah, but you, um, yeah, of course, because you were on a you were on a nice cruise
1: recently, weren't you? I so was indeed. Um, lots of lots of whiskey on the cruise. They had a specialist gin and whiskey bar. Oh, love um, so I did go over I think I sent you the menu yes. I didn't have as much of that as I would have liked because it opened in the evening and they had some shows and things that I would go and see mm. but yes I definitely I definitely tried a few there mostly Johnny Walker Black <laughs> Label because it's my favourite
0: any, uh, any others you tried there that you hadn't had before
1: no <laughs> no just, 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 why, why did you not Diversify. What
0: did you not try? Because by
1: the time it opened, I'd had so many pina coladas and cocktails. <laughs> that I was like, I really shouldn't. I don't know how I'll get back to my cabin. It's five floors down, five okay. decks down. Okay, I didn't really. I, didn't,
0: I thought, like, if you'd just gone to the bar and you were just sticking to Johnny Walker. I was like, why don't you try
1: the other well, stuff? Well, the bar I, I
0: No, I understand, like, if you'd already been <laughs> drinking
1: before, you <laughs> might not. I mean, it's that, so it's too like deep. a cocktail for breakfast and the evening. Oh. <laughs> a whiskey is not quite... I had a few, though,
0: in the pasta bars. What, were you having uh, um, your orange juice mixed with uh, champagne? What is it they call them? Is it mimosas? They have the orange juice mm, and champagne maybe. in the morning?
1: that's that
0: to start you and then like a, a breakfast smoothie with
1: some uh, vodka mixed in it these cruise ships Henry um, the buffet has next to it a set of taps got wine on tap beer and you help yourself it's not open for breakfast unfortunately but <laughs> lunch and dinner you can just be like oh do I want a beer by dinner yes I do
0: let me help myself
1: anyway are you ready for your whiskey trivia that Go I on. hope you don't know here's here's my test which I've just lost, because... This is very annoying. Right, so I've got for you here, Henry, Mm -hmm. a record of the largest bottle of whiskey and the smallest bottle of whiskey. And I want to see if you can tell me which distilleries made each and how large they were. Oof. Um... I know there are i've seen really really
0: tiny bottles of whiskey because my sister actually gave me one for christmas
1: Uh, (laughs) cheapskate
0: i think she's just seen it in the shop and it wasn't actually for sale but she asked (laughs) i I don't think it was even like a whiskey shop it's just like some sort of retail shop and they had more or something (laughs) and she saw it and she said i've got to get that for henry but it's so so tiny it's like the like Minuscule. Minuscule. It's like this almost the um the length of it is like like the size of a small pin. I think it was a grants. It was a yeah, it's grants. And it's absolutely tiny. I don't it would be like one maybe like one mill one or like three millilitres of whiskey is in it, is what I'd say.
1: The smallest bottle of whiskey was made by or goes to, White Horse. And contained just 1.3 millilitres of whiskey. So even smaller than that. Even smaller It that. wouldn't even taste it. No.
0: It's like, <laughs> it's like a, just a single drop on your tongue. <laughs> um, all right, the largest bottle. Largest bottle. Um, oh, it? Magnums. They have magnums for wine. And they have the various other sizes above that. I'm going to say something like 2.5... Liters, and it's gonna be something ridiculous. Um, it's either gonna be done for a stunt by one of like the big distilleries, or it's it, I'm, I'm gonna take I'm gonna make like two guesses here. Mm-hmm. It's either something big and bold and a bit silly like a giant Macallan, mm-hmm. or it's a blended whiskey in a massive bottle. I want to say something either like Johnny Walker or Wyatt M-
1: and Mackay. So the record for the largest bottle of whiskey goes to the distillers of Famous Grouse. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I t- t- could have picked another blend. But get how, get, um, get how big this is. They created Fam-
0: Famous Grouse is, um, um, I think, is, own- is owned by the same company as McAllen? Oh, they, maybe they, they have some connection. I think. Well, Bedrington,
1: anyway, I think. Anyway, Actually, I'm going to Google that
0: because well,
1: if I've remembered that, so pay I, attention to this bit because it's yeah. really interesting. Uh, um, they created a 1.7 meter bottle oh, which contained 228 liters of whiskey. Okay, so I, I was just—you were way off. I was way
0: off. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I haven't got a picture of that bottle, have you?
1: I'll see if I can find it. I'm gonna look up this other bit.
0: Oh yes, I was right. Well, partly right. So Famous Grouse is a brand of blended Scotch whiskey produced by the Edrington Group, which uh, I think uh, Macallan falls under there, under their brand.
1: So yeah, I, I uh, kinda, technicality. I, and here is the bottle. Obviously, you people oh, at home can't see this, but okay. there is a a typical Scottish man sat next to it for a reference,
0: with a with a kilt and bagpipes.
1: Uh, that's what I mean by typical. <laughs> It's taller than him, actually. Yeah,
0: that is absolutely humongous, huge. Yeah, I wonder how long that will take you to finish it.
1: Well, to be honest, Henry, I don't want to be
0: rude. Actually, hang on. Let's work this. How many? um, How many liters did you say? Two hundred twenty-eight. Two hundred twenty-eight liters. So, let's let's do a bit of quick math. Well, not quick maths. Bear with me. (laughs) (laughs) This this will not be quick maths. I was
1: only going to say that if we managed to somehow reclaim all the whiskey you've drunk in your life, would it fill that bottle? Two hundred twenty-eight. I don't think so. No. <laughs> um, you hope not. Henry's lost in maths. Maths requires Henry's full brain, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Okay. So if you do, so two thousand two hundred. No, two hundred and twenty-eight
0: thousand millilitres, you divide that by twenty five. The standard shot is like twenty five millilitres. So from that bottle you would get nine thousand
1: one hundred and twenty shots. And if I do I don't know So divide that by three six five. So the shot a day you're saying? Yeah. Twenty four. I think you mess. the wrong there. So yeah, you're telling me I can drink that bottle in 24 days? No, no, you're saying
0: I'll drink that in less than a month? I'm, I'm saying 24 years. Oh, 24 years. I think. Yeah, divide by 365. Yeah, it 24.9. So almost 25 years to have a shot a day from
1: that giant bottle. And uh, Imagine. Ooh. Well, some will definitely evaporate that time yeah
0: probably like a natural
1: how much by the end it will tell on it wouldn't taste any, anything like how it did originally right no oh, blimey but i think that's quite an interesting bit of whiskey trivia for you
0: yeah that was, that was, i was astonished by the sheer size of the bottle yeah i was well, i was way off with my guess
1: i was closer with the smaller one you were definitely quite close right? i mean if you'd gone with the one milliliter that you originally were going to go with i'm like that's actually pretty much spot on i'm not going to hold you to the 0.3 of a milliliter no. But yeah, but you were way off, your, when you, when you said two, I was like, he oh, said point something liters. So I was like, oh no. no.
0: No. Uh. Could you imagine just having that bottle sitting in your house? <laughs>
1: I'm just, I'm just like, I'm
0: looking at the corner of your room now and I'm like, I could picture that bottle which stood there in your room. It'd be, it'd be really interesting talking point. It'd
1: be really interesting talking point, but how would you pour it? you need a crane just to pour it or a forklift truck you'd have to like scale the bottle
0: (laughs) to like dip your glass in but no
1: because as you can see it's actually got it's actually shaped like a proper bottle you couldn't really no it is like genuinely you need a ladle like a really long ladle because it is it's got that proper
0: bottleneck yeah Imagine just trying uh, let alone getting up to, imagine just trying to get the cork
1: out. Yeah.
0: <laughs> like an effort you know, you'd need like a crowbar or something.
1: you as well just have a, get a barrel. It'd be cheaper as well.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, uh, yeah I wonder what that cost. Oh, we'll have to have to look that up at some point. Since it's one of since, it's, since it is a world record holder uh, it's probably quite expensive.
0: Uh, that's fascinating actually. All right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's, that's,
1: that's really cool. That's the best whiskey trivia I've done so far, I think. Yeah, that's... that's,
0: uh, that's it's like, hmm. I wonder where that bottle is now. <laughs> Should I buy it? <laughs> <laughs> uh, no.
1: You buy it, and then every time you come round, you'll have loads of little bottles. you like, Famous Grass, Famous Grass, Famous Grass. I'm like, Henry! <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uh, yeah. So here is a question I have for you, okay. which occurred to me whilst I was up in Scotland doing a bit of gallivanting and distillery
1: touring and everything. So I'm not going to mountain climbing with you.
0: No, no, that was that wasn't <laughs> it. Good, good. <laughs> Actually, I, I will have to talk a bit about the Scot Scotland trip a bit if you have questions, because that'd be quite fun to tell tell you and the audience about it. But my question for you is, so I've been quite. Well, I've done a few holiday trips up to Scotland now and I've been quite fortunate with my work that I've had the chance to go and visit some distilleries. Mm-hmm. And I've had the chance to visit <clears throat> a few of my favourite distilleries, some How of my buckets. visited
1: in total? I
0: think about nine or ten distilleries now. Wow. Um, okay, that's including Scottish and Irish distilleries. Though. Um, I've only been to one Irish distillery in the rest of all. Scottish.
1: Which I was wanted did you visit again? Tullamore. Oh, I thought you had.
0: Yeah, which was kind of how I fell in love with it in the first place. Um, so, yeah, Tullamore, Deanston, Glen Turret, McNean, <coughs> Toraveig, Ben Romack, Tomatin, Balvenny. Um, did I say Ben Romack twice? Not sure Uh Yeah, about nine or ten, I think. Yeah, granted, some of those have been through work, which has been quite nice. And then others, the majority have been when I've been going on holiday. Um, but my thinking was, so I've been to some of my, what I would consider my bucket list distilleries. Mm-hmm. So what, for you, would you say maybe your three to five distilleries that, if, if you could just go to them right now, yeah, you if someone's like, I can take you to your top five distilleries
1: that you want to go visit what would they what would they be so it's, it's like the so it's the weirdest of the ghosts um, that come in the Christmas Carol <laughs> there's the one that shows you the past the present the future and this the one is just, just a drunk one he's like let's go to the whiskey distillery yeah he just, he just he just collapses through the ceiling and then he just stands
0: up and he's got a bottle he's like right, whiskey yeah whiskey <laughs> and you're like
1: Yes, yes! <laughs> Finally, it's a Christmas miracle. <laughs> let's like knock that like uh, one with the in the hood and clothes out the way. Yeah. <laughs> like, get the fuck! I'm going with this one. <laughs> no rain, screws, come back! You're meant to give up your evil nature.
0: <laughs> so, w- what distillery is out there? Do you think
1: you would you would? What I'd like to go to, mm. I uh, um, let's like go to Tullamore. Let's see Tullamore. So that's one. Mm-hmm. Because as you know, I'm a big Tullamore fan. Yeah, I don't want to go to any that too far into Scotland because it would take me ages to get there. There's, but say it's if, like, if, if traveling was no, if I was to be teleported there by a weird Christmas ghost for some reason, the Christmas ghost of whiskey. Then the Froig. I forget quite like to visit the and Lagavulin. Lagavulin, yeah. I thought that. I thought a new Lagavulin would be
0: one of them because that's like your top top whiskey. Any... Yeah, two two others? It, it doesn't have to be can think... If you can think of any elsewhere.
1: Any others? Uh, I'd like to put some Japanese ones. Maybe Hattasaki. I know you're not a fan. is a... It's a blend, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Um. So, what, what's... So, maybe one of the most famous ones then. Yamazaki. That's the one. That's yeah. what I'm trying to think of. Because I know they take whiskey very seriously over there. Well, I, I think the Japanese take a lot of things very seriously. Which I respect, because they just put their whole being into whatever they're trying to do. So one of those. now I'd like to go to a maybe the Wood Woodford's a distillery, right? Yeah. Maybe i go to maybe go to see, see that.
0: That'd be cool. So you'd do you'd be doing a bit of uh, sightseeing seeing, world well, travelling. So you'd uh, I'm just trying to see how you'd do it. You'd uh, you go you'd go up to Scotland,
1: you go to Laphroaig and um Lager- Well there'll be no going. I'd be, I'd be teleported by the Christmas ghost of whiskey. <laughs> as you said.
0: No, just, ah. <laughs> do, do, do you know what? to but that's the thing that's one of the best things about going to visit the distilleries is driving through and seeing like the Scottish countryside like the hills and the valleys and the mountains are awesome that's like one of my favourite parts is you're heading to a distillery but you're going past such wonderful scenery at the same time well
1: yes that's true I suppose but in an ideal world Tom would be like just just, get, just, just get, get me, get me get to on the, whiskey. With the whiskey
0: get on with the whiskey right so yeah, I can see you now. You're you're on Ireland. You go to Lefroy and Lagavulin. You catch a flight over to Ireland go to Tullamore. Catch another flight to the States. Go and have some uh, Woodford Reserve. Fly over to Japan for a quick, quick, quick swift drink <laughs> at Yamazaki, and then fly home. Yep, yeah, pretty much. Nice. Oh, I think that's a, I think that's a good bucket list of distilleries. I think Two so probably I would have said my top three Scottish distilleries that I wanted to visit were Nookneen, Glenfarclas, and Glen Scotia. And I've done Nookneen and Glenfarclas now. So Glen Scotia is probably... I'm surprised
1: you haven't been to Glen, to Glen Scotia yet.
0: Because it's, it's real far out. It's in Campbelltown, which isn't the easiest place to get eh? uh, to. It's, it's, I think, say, if you were to go to Glastonbury, I think it's then like a five, six-hour drive from there.
1: From Glastonbury. Not Glastonbury, Glasgow. <laughs> Glastonbury <will be> like, <laughs> Sorry, what?
0: I'm getting. Uh, it's, it's Glastonbury Festival's on at the moment, <laughs> I'm getting the two mixed up. Uh, from Glasgow, I think it's like about a six hour drive. Because, yeah, of course, it's on the peninsula. It's yeah. It's not the easiest
1: place to get to. But that's. But obviously, cool. they must send out loads of bottles and chips <laughs> and things.
0: Yeah, I'll just. Uh, I'll just, I'll just get a rowing boat and I'll just...
1: Uh, well, I was going to say store away on the ship when it goes away. back. Let's <laughs> 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 open a barrel and you'll be like, hello!
0: <laughs> it's me! I've come for the whiskey.
1: <laughs> and I'm like, oh no, and then stuff, stuff you back in and then the <laughs> <laughs> top back on. I think
0: Glen Scotia is kind of the, my top distillery that I definitely want to go to. We'd like to go to Islay because I haven't done Isla yet either. I think there it would probably be either Kalila or Beaumont maybe or I think oh I've been Beaumont in ages yeah you know, uh, otherwise Kilhomen would be pretty interesting because that's like all family run and family owned and I quite like Ben as well yeah I just, I just want to go to Isla at some point <laughs> <as> <laughs> that's
1: well. right at the top isn't it no, no am I getting no, that completely wrong yeah that's.
0: I'm thinking of what am I thinking of Sky uh, Sky is a bit further north yeah, yeah. no uh, Isla's off on the uh west coast um, but still yeah because you have to get the ferry over there and everything it is still quite a trek Um as for yeah I definitely I'd like if I was to do the Japanese distilleries I'd like to do like Yamazaki or Hakushu which are some of the Suntory ones although Nikka would be cool as well I think what's, yeah maybe like some of the American distilleries would be pretty pretty interesting as well yeah. like uh, I can't remember what distillery is that Eagle Rare is made at but that would be cool um I can't remember that would be nice or know. Wild Turkey yeah Wild Turkey would be pretty interesting just go see Matthew McConaughey alright alright all right. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> I think you've got this idea in your head that he just lives in their taproom <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> he's just there constantly drinking
0: no I think think he. I think, don't think he's doing the ambassador sort of thing with them anymore because he, he released that whiskey with them the long branch that we had yeah. on the podcast I don't think he's uh, involved in that anymore. I think they're still going to continue to make the... Um, long Branch. The Long Branch, but I apparently I saw that his, like, his signature bit on it isn't going to be included. Oh. Because he's not involved in the project any longer. Why would you stop being involved? I don't know. Um, just... I
1: imagine his part's done in the project because he's yeah. <laughs> not like so involved in the making of it.
0: No, but uh, well, at least the whiskey. It, when I saw that, I was like... Oh, at least the whiskeys stay. That's good, because I like that. Yeah. as <laughs> uh, the whiskeys, all right. Yeah. I'd, I'd like to go back to Australia, and I found out there's a distillery in, I think it's Melbourne, called Starwood, which would be mm-hmm. really interesting Ooh. to go to. Um, I'd quite like to do that. Uh, I don't know what it's like, whether it's a good one, but I've tried their whiskey before, and I like their whiskey. don't know what the distillery's like. And Ireland as well, actually. really like to go to um, <clears throat> like the Middleton Distillery, where they do... Uh, Jameson and
1: Redbreast and stuff. Oh, okay. That'd be cool. And uh, Redbreast is the first was going to be had in our podcast. Yeah,
0: it was actually. Redbreast 12, which I don't think I've had a bottle of since then. I've tried it since then. But I, ha- I haven't had a bottle of Redbreast. I don't actually... I think apart from this method of madness, I think there's one other bottle I've got at home as well. I think that's... The only Irish you've For got. The only Irish I've got. Most of my collection is made up of scotch at the moment. And well, if we can find out gardens.
1: when the anniversary of our first episode is, just do an episode and get... Get another episode. Get another bottle. bottle.
0: Yeah. So I think it was, it was March 2020 that we recorded our first episode. What a month. Yes. <laughs> yeah. What a month. Yeah, we... Uh, I think... Yeah, because we discussed... No, it wasn't March. I think it. I think it was. It, it might be in January we recorded it. I've got a picture somewhere because we took a picture right before we started recording the first episode.
1: <laughs> We're gonna look <clears> so <throat> young. I'm gonna be slim. You're gonna be probably about the same. Beardless. Beardless. You no, know, because we took the picture, and oh, I goodness. have. I have a feeling
0: it was January. And then we released the first episode in March because that's when COVID came around. And that's when I had the time to sit down and learn how to edit.
1: Yeah. Well, you're doing that. There we go.
0: Here we go. 22nd of January, 2020.
1: Let me see the photo. Oh, you you don't have a beard. I look about the same.
0: (laughs) (laughs) There's there's less less of your bookshelves in the background. Yes, the
1: collection has definitely grown.
0: Different couch as well.
1: Oh, i got that old couch.
0: Yeah. yeah, that's funny to reminisce. <laughs> uh, look at us then, so young, so full of hope. We didn't even have a concept of
1: what COVID was, what the, next, what the rest of the next two years would entail. I remember that January walking home from somewhere and I'd, we, I'd had discussion about, or I'd heard about COVID in the news or whatever. I was thinking, oh God, is it going to be like one of those disaster movies? Like, <laughs> and then.
0: And then, yeah. So, yeah, no, so we recorded it in January 2020. And yet, Redbreast. I think Redbreast was our first whiskey, because my mum had taken like a newspaper clipping from it was like a Waitrose top ten whiskies or something, and Redbreast was one of them. So we got we did a bottle split and got the bottle. Um, yeah. Oh, it feels. that was. Feeling nostalgic. Thirty thirty four episodes ago. Thirty four oh. episodes ago. Yeah. Oh, we just got thirty six. Oh, not this again. Thirty
1: <laughs> five. <laughs> would you like another whiskey I would nice like another nice. whiskey please it will set me up I promise what one would you like uh, do you say Deanston next I think
0: Deanston next this is their travel exclusive so you can only get this at the airport um, no. so I pick this up any airport or uh, does the, got, the airport nearest there I got this one from no from it's like a travel exclusive so like you know in duty free and stuff yeah, yeah so you can get it at most airports at most airports uh, I got this one I think it was them I was about to say Glastonbury again Then no, I don't know why. Uh, Glastonbury has an airport now. God, the festival's grown. Gatwick.
1: Thank you very much. Oh, it smells good.
0: Yeah. Um, although I was flying domest- uh, domestically. Domestic- domestically. Flying <laughs> domestically. <laughs> <laughs> are you, are you, are you I sure haven- you're not <laughs> having some whiskey? No, I'm not <laughs> looking. I ha- maybe... Maybe it's the heat. Maybe the heat's getting. The, the heat. heat. <laughs> I don't know. You're the one who closed all the windows. Yeah, it was to stop the background noise. Oh, that's a nice sunset. That is a <laughs> nice
1: sunset, actually.
0: That's actually a re- I'm going to get a picture. Of that. That's a really nice sunset. Wait, wait. Uh, yes, not uh, not Gatwick. Um, Gatwick. Yeah, because I was flying domestically. It's really weird. They they limit the bottles that you can buy. So there are certain ones you can only buy for flying internationally. Oh. So. God, this was the one I'd been looking for anyway, but you could still buy it if you are flying domestically. Um, it's Yeah, it's been... It's really nice. It's been my sort of go-to um, sort of everyday sipper recently, so it's already about a third of the uh, third of the way gone, but it's nice. Because uh, yeah, Deanston is... I don't know if we've had Deanston on the podcast before. Actually, no, I tell a lie. I've had... I had the Deanston 12 on my episode with Tom. Ooh, that's a very, that's a very nice picture. Um, yeah, I had it on one of the episodes with him on, where we got one of the miniatures. So he gave it a try, but it's one we've both drunk quite a bit of off, off the podcast. Oh, yes. We've both had the bottle of the Kentucky... um Fried right, chicken. Kentucky cask <laughs> um, one we've had the bottle of the 12 I had a bottle of the 18 as well which was great oh, I really wish I'd got another one before it kind of jumped up in price what'd you make of it? I haven't
1: tried it yet um, so anyway yes let's try it whiskey time whiskey time Get get a lot more on the nose than this one oak? no? <laughs> I,
0: don't, I don't know man. <laughs> you've it's, not had this before? I have but it's, it's, it's all
1: subjective. The subjective, yes. I can say what I want then. Yeah. Marzipan. It could be like wet wet towel. And I can not dispute it. Dog. Dog. <laughs>
0: no, no, I don't want to insult these, things, actually. To me, I just smelling it from the nose of the bottle, I get like a lot of sort of red fruit. I do. I vaguely see what you mean about the marzipan. That's what no, I mean no, about. I said that to a oh. <laughs> Yeah, there you go. Totally subjective. But... Yeah, I think, of course again it's the power suggestion because it's bordeaux red wine finish you'd think all wine fruity fruity notes but i think generally that is what i get from it it's just a really nice fruity dram super approachable 46.3 percent which is pretty much the standard for deanston um
1: yeah this is nice. nice this is a nice whiskey I read a book on holiday, which you're going to love. Okay, so it's by a writer called Jay Kristoff, who I've talked about on the podcast before. He was a his book, um, Empire of the Vampire, was on my top five books I read last year, and I read one of the bu- one of the books he wrote before that uh, in the last week. This book is called Storm Dancer.
2: Hmm.
1: I think um, it's book one of the Lotus Wars. And this book is set in a world that I can only best describe as steampunk samurai. Okay, that sounds cool. So the samurai, their armor is now made of clockwork, and they're eight feet tall, and their katanas are now to have chainsaw attachments to so their chain katanas.
0: Is this just like Warhammer 40k, but steampunk
1: in and, and, and samurai? And samurai, <laughs> a little bit, yes. Um, and the main character is uh, tames this like um griffin kind of thing and they have an adventure and it was really cool there's airships there's mech suits there's samurai mech suits that's cool it, it was it was pretty awesome they got they got everything from jetpacks. packs I can't remember, they have guns yeah they have guns but they got they've got like these sewer conferrers, like these guns that fire like ninja stars. Okay, that's cool. <laughs> yeah.
0: So wait, so it's from the what was the author's name? J. Christoph. J. Christoph. Is it a standalone or is it part of the? Book one of the Lotus book one Wars. Of the Lotus Wars. And is it a fairly new release? Or I don't it?
1: think so, and I think it might only be on uh, as an ebook. Okay. But don't quote me on that because I haven't looked that far into it. Yeah, because I was going to say
0: because you his like the Empire of the Vampire was quite a new one when you read it. Yes, it, 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 it only been kind out kind of. it,
1: yeah on very recently, and I've also I've also read the first two books in his, uh, I've read Nevernight and Gold's Grave, I think it might be called the ne- the two Nevernight books. I, I I don't know, but the first two of those and they are really cool as well. They're about this assassin who can use shadows.
0: Well, oh, I know you read a lot on your cruise, but...
1: Quite a bit, in fact.
0: Yeah. What was it, 14 books? <laughs> 10. In, 10 or 10. Ten, ten books in seven days? A few
1: may have been the betters.
0: Okay, fair enough. So some were a bit shorter. Uh, any other
1: standouts? Did I also read a book by another favourite author of mine, Rob J. Hayes. Mm-hmm. This was Tice Toppers. So this is about a... Um, Fleets, humanity—a fleet, a fleet of spaceships—and they find this massive alien ship, um, and inside is all the resources they need to fix their fleet, but there's also monsters inside, and the monsters hunt humans. So when the humans go over, they have to wear special armor and fight with weapons. And the more they fight in the big alien ship called a Titan, um, they get powers, and um, uh, and they're divided into classes. Based on what sip they're from and what powers they get, so you um, basically. I'm very surprised it's not a tabletop RPG or even a whole video game because it I was gonna say this sounds cool. It sounds yeah, it sounds like something from a game. Or, or maybe even um, don't know if you've heard of this genre, but I think it's lit RPG or something. Yeah. But it's basically um, a fantasy book, but the characters have actual stats, or it, it, it might even be it actually in a video game. Mm it was very similar to that but it, it, had, it wasn't quite stat, it wasn't stat based but there were some really awesome scenes the way the characters were able to use their powers to fight these monsters was really cool and really entertaining to read so I just finished watching uh, it's called The
0: Expanse mm. which is uh, based off of books but I was watching the uh, Amazon Prime series it's about to be very good yeah I, I, I quite enjoyed it actually. it took uh, about six seasons long I think unfortunately it ended up getting cancelled but it kind of left I thought, I thought it was still going They had a new season come out recently yeah I think that was season 6 which came out like a couple of years ago oh was it oh yeah. okay um, but it kind of it left on a note where it's like okay you could kind of leave it there or evidently there was like there's more that could happen but I'm, I'm half tempted to start listening to them on audiobook and uh, see see what's different between the show and the book um, and of course the Books go past where the show finished.
1: Um, the Veil and Wakes is the first yes, book, I believe, yeah, by yeah. James S. A. Quarry. Can't remember off the top of my head, but yeah, it was like um,
0: it, spoilers for the Expanse. They end up going through like these ring gates, which teleport them to uh, different like systems throughout the galaxy. Of course, there are various people going and mining resources. So it's kind of like, made me think of what you were saying with the ship and they go and again uh, they're, they're trying to extract resources from different places but in this case they're trying to get it from the ship it, is, it, is it kind of also makes me think of um, like uh, Alien as well oh I, their ship yeah I can, ima- I can imagine it's just um, <laughs> just the one was, it's in the vents <laughs> <laughs> yeah like the xenomorphs or something isn't it I think they do get attacked from monsters out of vents at some point uh, that, <laughs> that wouldn't surprise about. me it's very sort of done with sort of like it's like uh, Dead Space, isn't it? They have the. And uh, then played Dead Space. No, no, no not did I? Um, but they have like the monsters that jump out Quite a few jump scares where stuff comes out of vents and attacks you. God's sake! Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, I, was, I was thinking about so going um, to my, like what we were saying with the giant bottle earlier, mm-hmm. and thinking how how you would uh, um, get whiskey out of that. So when I was in Scotland, I went to Balvenie, um, which I, th- I think has to be one of the best whiskey tours I've done because there was stuff there I had never seen before at um, other distilleries. So people, <laughs> <laughs> no, there's, there's surprisingly, a lot of people at distilleries, um, mostly tourists. <laughs> um, so Bal- uh, so I was in, so I spent two weeks. I was in. Inverness, I did Sky, and I did uh, Duffdown. And Duffdown is where, like, Glenfiddich and Balvenie and a few other distilleries are. There's um, uh, Mortlack as well is there. Um, one of the Singleton distilleries. I can't remember which one off the top of my head. Um, it's also, there. But, yeah, I, I tried to do Glenfiddich, but I couldn't get onto one of the tours because I had to have booked it, quite in advance um, I was really lucky to get one at Balvenie um, the only thing was I went to Glenfiddich to just have a look around and went to their gift shop and stuff there was a whiskey bar there I wanted to go and have a drink to be like okay I've at least been to Glenfiddich and had a drink there and it was closed for a conference so I was like oh,
1: oh. Uh, so imagine that though booking a conference in a whiskey tap room. yeah that would be that would be cool um, so yeah ended up doing the
0: managed to get on tour at um, Alveni and it was really cool because there's stuff that they have their own malting where they malt the barley um, which I've never seen any other I think there's very few distilleries in Scotland that still do that um, in house so that was really cool so we went to this basically their room just full of barley and they are like oh here's where it's malted and then we went down to the next level and it's like oh here's where it gets dried and everything um so that was cool i'd never seen anything like that and then they had the cooperage which is where the coopers who like repair the barrels and everything and they're, they're one of the few distilleries with an on-site cooperage so we oh. got to see that as well which was. Well, and then the, the rest of the tour you see like the um, production and everything um one of the cool bits was we got to go into one of the warehouses and um, our tour guide shows so this is how they would get used to get whiskey out of the cast in the old days and it's like this copper tube um, with like a hole at the end to allow and sealed at the bottom hole at the top as the attached to like a chain and you open up the barrel and you pop this um, copper tube in it's called um, the copper dock so they're like uh, I think the story says, oh, the warehouse managers or whoever working in the warehouse, when they go around, they'd, uh, they'd take their dog for a walk, meaning <laughs> they would go and open up a um, cask and have a drink from it. But he, so I was thinking, you, you'd need one of these for your giant bottle. To, yeah. you just <laughs> drop it in there and then fish some whiskey out?
1: Okay, yeah, that, that would work.
0: Because cool, then he was like, oh, I haven't got glasses. World's well, biggest pipette. Yeah. Yeah, well, just a giant pipette, yeah. But there were two casts that they had open that we could um, try. So the tour guide was taking some out of the cast for us. One was an ex-Bourbon cast and one was an ex-Sherry cast. But he's like, oh, I have got glass. So he was literally, like, pouring it into our hands and we were like... What? <laughs> yeah, we might like, just trying to drink whiskey from our hands, which was very... Are you sure this is the best tour you've been on? Oh, it was, it was great. And then he was like... Oh, they, if you'd like to fill a bottle, there's an additional fee. But who likes? Immediately, my hand was up. It's like, blimey, that was great. <laughs> but it was really cool because um, so I, I ended up picking the sherry cask. But it's like I got to fill my own bottle. Oh, with, with that thing. With the thing, yeah. Oh, so I was cool. dro- I was dropping it into the cask, taking it out. You pour it in. Um, it's only it's only a twenty cl bottle, so it's not like a full bottle. It's really cool because then. Um, he fills out like the date and uh, the member of staff who was, and then I sign the bottle and then there's a ledger there where I put in the date and oh, my wow. name and where I'm from and everything that's going to be there a long time yeah so that'd be cool like, if I ever get to go back there I can like s- sift back through and find my name <laughs> be like oh there I was in uh, May 2023 filling this bottle and I come back and maybe fill another or oh, whatever so yeah I, I I bought the bottle and I've got it at home so I'm going to not crack it open just yet. I'm gonna find a good time to open it. Cause I, I'm, like, I'm probably not gonna get a replacement for this anytime. Anytime soon, soon yeah. <laughs> um, but no. And then I, uh, there. That's the thing for me. Balvenie has been one of those whiskeys I've kind of been aware of on the periphery
1: type. of your yeah whiskey knowledge.
0: Yeah, it's like one which is kind of almost like Glenfiddich. Loads of people know of it, but I think it's almost a bit overlooked at times and I kind of wish I hadn't overlooked it because I tried quite a few of their things I was like some of their stuff is really nice um, like particularly just out like their standard double 12 year old double wood um, but I tried their well, newer whiskies, the Sweet Toast of American Oak Ooh. which was really good I was like I will be getting a bottle of this at some point <laughs> <laughs> maybe not right now but I was like oh they definitely have this got to try their a 19 year old one which was like a instead of being peated they burn like Heather, and they it's like heather smoked, um, which is really interesting. Another cool thing about Balvenie was um, their barley. They just like dry it with like a um, smokeless coal, Mm -hmm. um, which doesn't really impart any flavor onto barley. But uh, for one week a year, they have uh, they they burn peat, and so they make a peated malt, which they call the week of peat. So there, there, are, there is a peated Balvenie out there, but it's called The weaker Peat, because they literally only burn the peat for one week in the production cycle, which was interesting to learn about. Um, and a 21-year-old portwood finish, which was really nice, and a 16-year-old French cask. Yeah, so I got to try some. So yeah, I'm kind of like annoyed that I'd slept on Dalvany for a while. I was like, oh, there's actually some really nice stuff here. You would have... Um, Sky, you would have really liked, so that's the one I got to go to with work. I went to Vague Mm-hmm. and they do a they're quite a young distillery, but they do petered whiskey. Ooh. So, yeah, they're the, only the second distillery on Sky after um Talisker, but they did a ah, uh, Talisker Sky, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, um, so yeah, they only started up in 2017 they released their first whiskey in 2020. You, you, would, you would have liked that one. It's, not as, it's a very small distillery. It's just built on an old converted farm. Just new? Yeah, yeah. They, 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 they only started releasing their first whiskey. They only started production in 2017, so they could only release their first whiskey in 2020. And so what they're planning to do is they're releasing four whiskies over the next eight years. So a new whiskey every two years, which they'll eventually phase out until they reach their 10-year-old. Yeah. So like, their first release, the twenty seventeen, or what was from twenty seventeen, um, which released in twenty twenty, you is, you can't really find that in shops anymore. You can only kind of find it, uh, like on auction sites, because they don't make it anymore. So their next one, the Auckland, is their was their twenty twenty two release. So that's kind of around, I think, from the start of twenty twenty two to the end of this year, and then they'll be phased out, and they'll release their next one. Right up until they've reached the 10-year-old point. Yeah. That that's quite... That, I thought that was quite cool. It was like something I didn't know. let mathematics. Yeah. Went to Glen Farkas as well, which is one of my favourite,
1: which is what we've had. We've had the 10-year-old and the 25-year-old. That's right. Yeah. That's the one you got for your 25th birthday. Yeah. Many, many, many years ago. Oh, only a couple of years ago. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well, not even a couple yet. It's hmm. trying um, to make you feel old. Yeah. But that was, um, so, because it was one of my favourite distilleries, I basically paid to go on their high-end tour, which is called the Decades Tour. Okay. Um, Which means, like, you get it's like, a two-hour tour. It's quite in-depth. And then at the end, you get to try five whiskies from different decades. So, from the 1960s, 1970s, 80s, 90s, and then the 2000s.
1: So... Which was best?
0: I think I enjoyed the... Eighties, I think you said. I think it was After the eighties. Yeah, I think it was the the one from the nineteen eighties. Let me pull up pull up the pictures so I can give you the exact dates. Um, but <coughs> this was something really cool that happened whilst we were going through the tour. Um, we happened to go into the warehouse just as the warehouse manager had been showing around some people from another distillery. He'd basically be giving them a private tour. Oh. We came in just as they were about to leave, and he said, oh, as he was making a joke that we'd have to listen to our tour guide go on for two hours. was like ah, to help the, uh, to help make up for that. Here, you guys have some of this, and there was a cask he'd opened, and he filled a glass for us. Um, one glass each or one glass to share, or like two half or well, two half glasses for, I think about for six people to share okay Um it's from uh, the, the cask was from 1960 oh god yeah so <laughs> that is now officially the oldest whiskey I've ever tried
1: how old is that, is that what 50 six, uh, 62 63
0: 62. years old oh it, wow I,
1: yeah it's only at festivals you've had older N- not not how straight how old was that brandy we had at the brandy festival Oh. cognac festival sorry
0: I think that was from like the 1970s was it yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. Never, never something straight from the cask mm. at that, that age, and it was it was
1: pretty incredible. Um, but if you could choose one whiskey and one whiskey only to have for the rest of your life, but you have an infinite supply of that whiskey, which one you going for? Would it be that nineteen sixty whiskey? Oof. That that would be very nice.
0: I don't. I don't know. I can't. I don't think I can. I could. That's that's one of the things I like about whiskey is the variety in it. I don't think I could just stick to stick to one one whiskey forever. Um, Here we go. So, yeah, at the end of the tour, we got to try um, some of their new make, which was quite interesting. It was a uh, a nineteen sixty nine, a nineteen seventy six, a nineteen eighty six, a nineteen ninety and the 2006. So those were the ones we got to try. Um, and I was also very lucky. that I was talking to the tour guide, and he was a really nice um, uh, nice chap. I think he'd, uh, he, he'd said he'd been like an engineer in the past, um, and then he'd retired, but he, he did this job as part-time. He was a big whiskey sort of um, geek as well. Yeah. As so Chatting and kind of say oh like Glenfarclas is one of my favourite distilleries. I really hope I can get like a a bottle of their ninety seven vintage at some point to like save for a special occasion. It's like ah hmm ninety seven. He disappears off into their bar and he comes back and he he brings the bottle of ninety seven out and pours a little bit for me to try. Oh. So I got I got to try a ninety seven vintage of Glenn Farkas, which was seriously nice <laughs> I think it was also kind of like this, it was because it made it quite a special occasion um, but yeah that was that was that was really quite special so yeah no it's, it, it's 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 cool that's that's one of the things I love about whiskey, is that it opens up conversations and there's
1: just so much to it it was like a Again, this. It was a conversation, of course. You're drunk, Henry. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm joking, man. I know what you mean. No.
0: It was uh, It was. It was funny. I was in. I was in a bar in Inverness. I be, I basically found their main whiskey bar, which I I went to several times. when I it. I actually made. I made friends with the staff, and it's like
1: <laughs> back again.
0: <laughs> I tried some really really nice stuff there, but I like that was a cool thing I just started conversations with lots of different people but again it's a I think it's slightly solo traveling as well is like it I find it like makes you speak to people like I don't know but it's funny I there was someone talking who I he was talking about like a whiskey festival and he was telling people about it and then he said his name and I was like hang I know that name I looked up on my phone I listened to a podcast that this guy had been on promoting his whiskey the whiskey festival he was involved with oh and, I, and so i went up to him and i said are you so-and-so and was it that he, he work there no not at the bar he was he just happened to be there sort oh. of handing out flies and promoting this whiskey festival that he's involved in up in inverness and i think they do he said it was in um glasgow and uh, edinburgh as well but spoke to him um as and he's like how, how do you know my name was like i've listened to you on a podcast and so then we we just ended up chatting and got a drink and everything. I bet he loved that. Yeah, no, he, he, he found it really interesting that that's how I knew who he was. Um, so no, he was really nice and we had a drink and chatted and stuff. Um, but then, uh, it's get great. That's one of the fun things about whiskey. Open up conversation. Even like, uh, so like you said earlier, don't ask me to climb a mountain mm. because when I was in um, Dufftown, I ended up going to... Ben Rennis climb, and climbed the mountain Ben Rennis. And the fun thing was, I bought a bottle of the Ben of ben Rennis whiskey. Of course you did. From, <laughs> from a, one of the shops, uh, there was a whiskey shop in Dufftown. I was like, I'm going to climb that mountain, and to buy a bottle of Ben Rennis I'm going to climb Ben Rinnis, and I'm going to open the bottle at the top of Ben Rennis Because <laughs> I thought, that's just a cool thing to do. Because, I don't know, I think that's cool. I don't know if anyone else no, does. No, I think that's quite cool. What was the view like? It was really nice, actually. Like, um, How high is the mountain? It's about 800 plus metres, I think. Yeah. Um, so not like no Everest by any means, but I think it's... I really enjoyed it because it's the first time I've climbed a mountain, even though it's a small one. first time I've climbed a mountain by myself. Mm. I've climbed mountain stuff with like DV and scouts and stuff, but i would never done it by myself. So was it was, hard? It's only... Well not not super difficult of course have to have like it took me just over an hour i think granted i did stop and take some pictures along the way but yeah, it was really nice and like going up i met quite a few people mm-hmm. um so i went from the car park and there's quite an obvious trail to follow and then i got to the top and i stopped there and had some lunch took some pictures um and there were quite a few people around me and then they kind of all disappeared and i was getting ready to sort of um crack open my bottle and then this guy you know, comes up and he's a bot, roughly a similar age to me and then he, he's taking some pictures and i offered to take a picture of him at the top and everything and he's like oh, i'm just gonna get my drone out i'm gonna fly it around and everything oh that's cool drone. Like, yeah, yeah the drone it's like i hope it doesn't get blown away or anything and i'm like and i just like shout over to him he's like do you like whiskey he's like fucking love whiskey why well, <laughs> and I, I hold up the bottle I was like do you want some he's like hell yeah <laughs> so it was just like a really nice um, conversation starter it was just like a complete stranger up so the what, same mountain and it, it, and it was like I've got this it feels wrong to
1: to have it alone have, have it alone yeah you should share it no I get that I completely get that so what I've learned from this is I should just carry a bottle of whiskey around with me wherever <laughs> I go <laughs> yeah, so it was really nice. Like, First date, I had to make the ice. It's like whiskey. <laughs> and they like, hell yeah. And you're like, yes, I found the one. And the bartender's like, dude, we <laughs> have you a, a bar.
0: And then um, it was cool because he, he was taking like pictures, on, uh, some video on this drone. And he was like, oh, give me your email and uh, I'll send you the footage. So I've got some footage now of me on the top of this mountain, all from just sharing a glass of whiskey with That's someone. That's pretty cool. That's pretty nice. But then... Uh, the rest of that day was quite interesting so I, I got a ta- taxi because I wasn't driving around Scotland I was using my like public transport but I got a taxi to the car park at the base of the mountain and the driver said to me oh are you going to do walk to the top and then walk to Aberfeldy from there because it's Dufftown it's just from near the town of Aberfeldy um not Aberfeldy Aberlau Aberlau I'm getting Aberfeldy and Abelauer mixed up like Glastonbury and Glasgow Jesus Christ what's wrong with me today Are you going to go from the mountain, the mountain to, to the Abelauer? And I was like oh I didn't realise you could do that and so I was at the so going up the mountain it was quite an easy path to follow and I thought ah, oh, this was, it was about midday at that point I was like oh, I've got nothing else to really do for the rest of the day I might as well try that out and so I start following the path and the path kind of disappears and mm. I'm like hmm this can't be right. I'm guessing because I could see where I thought the town was off in the distance. I was like, okay, I'm gonna head to that high point there and see if I can figure out it. So I went to this like next high point and I saw like a path off in the distance, and I was like, right, cru- cut across country mm-hmm. and I can connect to that path, and in the distance, I could see like a what was clearly another distillery because it had like a massive chimney and I was like right that path evidently leads to that distillery if I can get there I can probably get to a road I can get to the town that should be all okay and so uh, I, I did that I like, cut across country fell over quite a bit because it was quite muddy and <laughs> finally connected back to the park uh, but the funny thing was going up the mountain there were quite a few people around. This, there was no one around me I was completely alone absolutely no one oh. um, which was really interesting it was like no one on this side of the mountain um, the dark sides of the mountain yes yeah it, had, yeah, it did actually cloud up at that point, <laughs> <laughs> but it was in a way it was quite fun. And then so I, I, I reached the distillery and I realised it was the Ben Rinus distillery. Oh, so which I'm you can't. Uh, I think it's just a commercial distillery. There's no visiting. But I was like, ah. So I took a picture of me in the bottle <laughs> in front of the distillery <laughs> to be like, ah, uh, visitors. Yeah, and then I kept on walking, uh, and I ended up. Passing another distillery, which was Glenallachie.
1: Never uh, heard of that one.
0: No, um, and I knew they ran tours, so it was like about three thirty by this point. Or and I was like, maybe I can see if they do. So I went in, and said, oh, is there any chance g- you still have any tours going? Like, oh, the last ones just left. I'm afraid. The, lady, uh, the ladies kind of looked at me because there I was in like my, my with my backpack, my sort of like um, hiking jacket. My waterproof trousers and my walking boots. And like Did you just walk it? Like <laughs> Yep. <laughs> well, where did you come from? Oh I came from the mountain, you're like And she kinda of came here like, like What what? <laughs> 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 and it's like, Well, the last tour's gone but um, if you want we've got a whiskey pie, feel free to go and have a drink there. Oh, uh, so 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 I I ended up going and having and trying some of their whiskies. So I hadn't really had any many of their whiskies before. So quite nice. I had like a tasting flight, um, and so I tried some of their whiskies. And uh, yeah, was, uh, talking to the person at the bar, uh, like saying that I'd been up the mountain and everything, and I was gonna walk back to the town, uh, and then from there to It's Like you realise that's like eight nine miles. I'm like, oh yeah, I'll be fine. It's like. Don't be stupid, just get a bus. Yeah. <laughs> so after they, they ended up they were closing down about so I stayed there for about an hour and they were starting to close, so I ended up leaving. Um yeah, I, I do eventually make it to um Abelard, by which point I'm like, Oh yeah, I'm i quite tired now. So <laughs> I, I, I did I was like, hmm. I looked up the road, it's like another Where like are you staying? In Dufftown.
1: So you had to get the bus or taxi back from there to Dutch. Yeah, I got
0: the uh, the bus. Um, but it was, uh, yeah, it was like, I know, I've done like 10 miles already. <laughs> I could do another t- five to six miles, but I was like,
2: mm,
0: no, I'm ready for some dinner now. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it was, it was nice because the place I stayed, there had to go, like, quite a big whiskey bar. So I, had, I hadn't tried quite a few things there. But they had their own um, whiskey specially bottle for them, which was independently... Bottled um, exclusive just to them, and yeah, it was from Mortlach, which was one of the distilleries in Dufftown. Mm-hmm. So before I left, I made sure to buy a bottle. So that's going to be one of the ones we're going to have on a future episode. Nice. At some point. So which will be cool. Um, so yeah, see, whiskey brings brings people together, starts conversations. this. I realise I've been rambling quite a lot, <laughs> but I thought I thought it'd be, some, fun. It'd be fun to share some whiskey stories. stories. Now, here's the, much? The Woodford Reserve rye for you.
1: I don't have you. I don't think you've had rye whiskey before. I think I must have. Not for a long time. I can't think what you would have. What rye whiskey you would have had? You know, I can't been, name any rye whiskies apart from that one right in front of me now. Yeah, go on then. Do do the honors. At first, it was for everything, so I <laughs> breathed in deeper, and then I'm like, oh, there's a lot of whiskey. <laughs> not picking up anything though no
0: maybe you need more <laughs> <laughs>
1: that's nice mm.
0: so I, I often find with like rye whiskies I get a particularly spicy note often like sometimes a bit like like ginger notes
1: um, yeah I get that nice it's much sharper spice. than the others mm. than the scotch yeah
0: that's why I thought it'd be better to go do the Irish and in the instant before you go on to this because it's quite a different contrast to them and you can always go to the peated stuff afterwards it's very nice. Good. I'm trying to think if there's any other fun, exciting stuff that happened. No, I just I, I just did quite a few distilleries. I did Tom, Tomatin and uh, Ben Benromach as well, which were both both good fun. Yeah, it was nice on the uh, the Benromach one because some people on our tour it was their uh, birth one of their birthdays. So, oh. <laughs> so our tour um, guide gave us like an extra whiskey. They gave us their twenty-one year old one. It, it wasn't just for the person whose birthday. It wasn't like, "Oh, I'll give you all one." I was like, "Oh, that's okay. so good, yeah, yeah. That really
1: nice." So try that. You are trying to range so that You always go on tours with people whose <laughs> yeah. birthdays it is.
0: Yeah, the Tom. Mum got birthday coming up. A girl on a whiskey tour. Yeah, I you know, I tried some really nice stuff at the. So I went the whiskey bar I went to in Inverness was called the Malt Room. It's, mm-hmm. It was tiny. There is not like there is only like a couple of tables with some comfy chairs and mm-hmm. then like a few. Um, seats at the bar. Yep. But they have like for such a small place they have a really nice selection. So I tried tried a, a Ben Ray Mac which was done in Polish oak casks. Polish. Yeah. Polish oak casks. Mm. Which was it was really good. And then I was trying I was going around all the different whiskey shops in um, the places I visited to try and find this bottle because I was like this is really nice. And I was trying to find it online I couldn't find it online. And then on the Last day when I was leaving, I, I passed through Elgin and I went to the Gordon McPhail shop. Mm-hmm. Who, they're an independent bottler, and they happened to have it there, <laughs> so I went and bought it. And the guys were looking at me like because I was there with like a ma- my massive camping backpack um, uh, and this this other backpack I've got as well. So I had both of them. So yeah, that's pretty big. Yeah, so I had my um, my one which I'd used on DV. Mm-hmm. which is like the one I take travelling and then my other backpack which is like you say still quite a hefty backpack um, for like an everyday one uh, and there were the two guys at the shop were looking at me like we're not sure if this is going to be the bottle that breaks the camel's back <laughs> 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 but yeah I was like trying to put it in my backpack And like, how many bottles have you got in there? I was like a few <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no it was uh yeah, that was a good one. I got, I tried. What else did I, try? I tried um quite a new uh, Talisker, which had been finished in cognac casks. That was nice. Mm. Um, I tried quite a few other independently. Uh, Thompson Bros, who are an independent bottler, they had a f- They had quite a few of their whiskies there, and I tried. I tried a, a stout cask one, which um was super delicious. Yeah, that was really nice. What were the other ones? But yeah, that wasn't the only whiskey bar I went to. So on my last night in Dufftown, I went to this place called the Highlander Inn, mm-hmm. which I'd heard like mentioned on podcasts and on art- whiskey articles and everything before. And I knew I knew it was in the area where I was going to be, so I was like, right, it's my last kind of my l- last full night in Scotland. I'm gonna go to this place, gonna have dinner there, and I'm gonna go to the whiskey bar and everything. And that was that was really cool, like going somewhere I'd heard mentioned quite a bit so i tried i think i tried quite a few Delphi and glendronach 15 and then as my last uh whiskey of the night i had a uh that one bell blair look at the year 1997 yeah so i thought if this is going to be my my last uh dram here Who's he? Uh,
1: happy Henry. <laughs> happy Henry.
0: Boss, <laughs> <boss of>. <laughs> <laughs> if
1: we make a whiskey, it's to be called Happy Henry. Happy <laughs> so you put some of your face on the label, looking very,
0: very chuffed. Yeah.
1: So yeah, that was. I was like, I'm gonna have, gonna have one from my vintage, from
0: my last. Oh here. Okay. Go back to how uh, whiskey sort of bars come. From. When I was at one of the whiskey bars, mm-hmm. there was a guy who evidently had quite a bit of money and was like buying whiskeys for his um, like co-workers and friends and stuff. And it, I think it was a um, long row. Eight, he, he he tried something. He was taking a picture of it, and he just ordered like a long row eighteen as well. And so I said, "Oh, you're taking you're taking a picture so you can remember what he had the next morning." Was well, that we used it to him <laughs> Oh yeah, well I just to him. <laughs> so he found that quite funny. Uh, and he said, "Oh yeah, no, I just like um, I like keeping a record of like what I've tried and everything." Mm-hmm. And he's like, "Oh, do you like whiskey as well?" I was like, "Yeah." <laughs> well, i was sitting in a yes. whiskey like, <laughs> do you like whiskey you should have gone ha <laughs> ha do I like do I whiskey, whiskey? Um, it's like, and he was just like the uh, um, bartender he bartender. was like oh get, get one for him as well so I got a free free whiskey a free whiskey and it was long round 18 which I'd never had before as well which was that was quite cool I was like oh, wow. <laughs> thank you thank you um, so yeah, yeah that whiskey was, open stores yeah in Scotland in Scotland <laughs> So yeah, that was a, that was really good fun. I realise I've been going on about my Scotland trip for a minute. Do you have any other, any interesting stuff to say? Any more book things? Any travel things? Any whiskey oh things? Oh God.
1: Tell me off' or-, or tell, <laughs> tell me you. nothing. It's further than the spot here. Uh, I might have to tell you nothing. I can't think of anything that's happened. No. Have you been watching anything good recently? I started watching a show called Blood of Zeus. Oh, is that that la- animated one on? Um, With animated, I think by the same people who animated Castlevania. It's a bit more like three D animation, isn't it? Probably, but it looks almost identical. Oh, okay. Um, and I think even maybe some of the same voice actors, because they sound quite similar. maybe I'm going deaf. I'm not Would sure. It. <laughs> but um, it's all as you can probably infer from infer even from the title. It's all based around Greek mythology. Hmm. I think the premise is something along the lines of there are hundreds of Greek mythological stories that remain. Mm. Some have been lost, of course. This is one that has been lost. Mm. So it's quite cool. Is it? Um... I've only seen the first couple of episodes, but it's very. It's not got the same level of humour as Castlevania. You know how you've got. Um, is it Trevor he's always yeah. moaning Trevor and Alucard <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, bickering <laughs> it's not got that or at least not yet it's a bit more deadpan and serious yeah but I'm I'm, I'm I'm really enjoying it
0: that's
1: cool and I finished watching the second season of Shadow and Bone recently
0: oh yes that was that's on Netflix as well isn't it
1: yeah, yeah. Um, have you have you watched the first season yet I haven't it's based off a of book isn't it's it it's based off a of book um by the same name, um, by Leigh Bardugo, which I
0: loved. Oh, I hate, I hate them when they put these on the
1: books where it's like
0: now a Netflix series and it's you can't take it, you off. Can't take it off. I was like, no,
1: you re- just no, just put it on as a normal sticker. It doesn't need to be part of the cover. I, I imagine because lots of book- booksellers will take it off for you. Yeah, Henry's reading the blurb of the book, yeah. but what I really love about this book aside from the fact that it's quite a good story is the world building (laughs) we're just waiting for Henry to be Henry is a notoriously slow reader
0: or you're just a ridiculously quick reader this sounds cool would you say it's better to read the book first or do you think you could just hop into the show
1: I watched the show first and then read the book and didn't mind I don't think it matters with this and I'll explain why if we do a spoiler discussion after you watch the show no. but I really I love the world building because obviously we've both read a lot of fantasy books yeah. and the vast majority of them are set in a secondary world that's what they call it like a fantasy world um, which is based around medieval europe or i don't know the the uh, roman times or something like that
2: yeah.
1: this one has a um more modern inspiration mm-hmm. so they've got guns they've got engines, they've got um, more modern um, appliances, essentially which I found really refreshing and really interesting and rather than being um, focusing on, like I say medieval times, not just that a lot of fantasy books seem to focus on Western Europe or Southern Europe you know, like the Romans or um, medieval England, medieval France Um, whereas this draws inspiration Eastern Europe Mm. so Le Bardugo the author I really hope I said her first name right Leigh, Leigh um, she's invented loads of terminology and words from this fictional language that feels realistic and quite possible but it's all from cultures that aren't well represented in my opinion at least in the fantasy genre
2: mm.
1: so I think it's really cool the story is about a um, it, it's set in a nation at war. And the nation is divided by this um, shadowy mess that literally cuts the nation in two. It's called the Unsea. It's this massive, or the Shadow Fold. It's this massive shadowy cloud that covers um, the ground and like this scar that, co- that goes from one end of the nation to the other. Yeah. Um, and the only way for the two halves of the nation. To communicate, exchange supplies, troops, whatever, is to travel through the shadow fold. But inside the shadow fold are these unstoppable monsters called Voltra, and uh, the main character is a soldier, and he's assigned to travel through shadow fold. And something happens whilst he's in there, and it escalates from there. Hmm. I'd highly recommend watching. Yeah,
0: it, it, even just reading the blurb and that, it definitely
1: for fantasy books certainly sounds like my up my alley. Uh, it's a very quick and easy read. The font's a little bit larger than usual, and it's one thing I like about this author is that she doesn't waste words. There's no filler or um, info dumps. I suppose there are some, but they're never more than a paragraph or two. Mm. Nothing's really wasted. It's like as like she's gone through her manuscript of a fine chief cove and gone. If I cut the sentence out, will it affect the plot? No, that's gone. Mm. It's got it quite well streamlined very streamlined very brisk I would say nice like every every page um, put more towards character or plots or occasionally the world
0: that's nice yeah I I might have to give might might have to borrow that off you and give it a read probably I usually tend
1: to prefer reading stuff before I watch stuff so do I Uh, I didn't know it was a book when I watched the show but um, what I loved about the show the costume design. Also, when I read the book, the casting department absolutely got everything spot on with all the characters. But the the show, the costumes and sets are amazing. These people have gone away and come up with uh, military uniforms, uh, ceremonial dress, uh, uh, ethnic um, garb, all of which is completely fictional inspiration from earth but all, and history but all of it is completely fictional and yet feels believable you you could see a character from this show and go there's absolutely no way that they are actually from earth because their clothes don't match anything but you can also clearly see the inspiration and understand what they are so you'll see someone go they're clearly a soldier not from any nation that i know of on earth but you can clearly see that they are a soldier and it's just brilliant how they do that and the sets and everything nice they've really spent a lot of money on it
0: yeah it's just I hope it's one of those ones that they don't cancel after one season or two seasons Mm, but they've got two seasons now I hope they don't cancel no but it it wouldn't surprise me Netflix they do it's like I'm still waiting waiting for the next season of Marco Polo which will never come
1: yes it's a shame because that was a really good show that was a really good show no I haven't haven't
0: watched... Uh, This would be interesting to see what your take on this is. I haven't started watching it, but the Marvel's Secret Invasion. I haven't started watching it either. Before we jump into that, do you want a... Would you like to try this one? Yep. Cool. The Kill Homan. I'd be interested to see what you make of a Mezcal class finish. Or do you want to rinse the glass out? No. Yeah, because I haven't seen many, like, tequila or Mezcal... Cask, whiskies, even fin- like finishes. I don't think you'd want it to be one.
1: You'd want to like <laughs> fully mature. Along the same theme, bit of free whisky trivia for you before we continue. Can you guess what sauce is matured in Jack Daniel's barrels before it's finished and sold? I know, probably like some sort of hot sauce or something. Tabasco. Tabasco. Ah,
0: cool. Didn't know like that. Ah, that is a fun, fun little extra.
1: Extra whiskey trivia for you. Whiskey and food trivia. Go um, on, what, what do you oh. think of this one? So, this is the Kilcoman Mezcal, which is um, exclusive to the Whiskey Exchange. And it's strong. Yeah, 52.8. Oh, that's got a much stronger smell. Yeah. <laughs> so, your face, is like, oh, Whoa, it's smoky. Mm. almost kind of like slightly um, herbaceous as well
0: yeah like, yeah, grassy
1: yeah no I, I actually I got that just before you said it that wasn't you putting words in my mouth this time <laughs> sort of like if you collapse at the barbecue collapse at the barbecue <laughs> well you've not been there
0: no
1: oh oh it's just speed then although before you said that
0: barbecue I was going to say it does smell like um, almost like uh, like char-grilled vegetables
1: no. So, trying good vegetables the worst kind of bar- stuff for at the barbecue <laughs> yes just give Tom a burger and he'll be happy <laughs> ooh <laughs> I'm definitely getting the Mexican sort of like chilli inspiration there yeah I imagine it's got probably because of the higher alcohol it's probably kind of got a nice kick to it some type spicy yeah but I'm also I'm, I'm getting like pepper Mm-hmm. Peppers, yeah, uh, n- not like pepper, but peppers, and just a very Mexican theme, like like, like they've liquefied fajitas and mix it with whiskey. <laughs> nah, no, not really fair, but you know what I mean. Hmm. Yeah, I thought
0: you might like that one, so I thought it'd be a fun one to bring along for you to try. That's my favourite of them all so far. Nice. Mm. And mm. um, yeah, going back to Secret Vage. So it's just I yes. think first episode has just come out quite interesting chat to one of my friends because they were he, he was up in London where they were doing some of the filming near where he was where he was studying at the time I've got a about that but it did keep going um, so he'd seen like stuff and like the I think like the code name they were using is he sent me some pictures um, of like where they like closed places down for the production of things so, like I think they're filming some of the secret invasion here but this is I think I saw it on Twitter that the intro title sequence, mm-hmm. like the artwork and everything, is entirely AI generated. Mm. I heard that. And although I haven't watched it, but some of the pictures,
1: it looks fucking weird. <laughs> it, looks, it looks quite bizarre. Like, Have you I, seen those AI genera- generated images? I, I think I keep sending them to you of Harry Potter or Lord of the Rings cast, but in like different. Yeah, it's kind of weird. They're weird they're, they're really weird I think I sent you one recently Harry Potter feels it Italian in like an yeah, Italian Sicilian mafia was, I thought that was really it funny,
0: funny. <laughs> it was funny but it was it was, it was so weird <laughs> but it, I don't know whether it kind of raises some sort of controversy in a way that they've just got this AI to generate it you don't know quite where the AI would have got the basis of the work from because it's probably copied it
1: Or take an inspiration from some I imagine I don't know how it works. They probably have like an input like, Oh, take inspiration from here, AI, this is your brief, go. So they probably just said, Oh, use former Marvel stuff as inspiration and then go. Yeah. But then I don't know as well, you're somebody who likes
0: reading and you're you do a bit of writing yourself, it's kind of as a sort of creative in that way. How how would you feel if (laughs) someone Like, you were told to write a show, but then they're like, oh no, we're just going to get an AI to... You, you don't have a job anymore, we're just going to get an AI to do it. To write
1: it? Yeah. Well, funny you should say that because I did actually have an idea. I saw recently a um, Batman movie script, but written by an AI. Oh. And if they're all like this, this is also why I am not too concerned. No.
0: But it was like, I was thinking...
1: Like, do you we- want to read it to you?
0: Go on, man.
1: Okay, so, Batman... Interior, traditional Batcave. Batman stands next to his Batmobile and uses his Batcomputer. He's sometimes Bruce Wayne, sometimes Batman. All times orphan. (laughs) Batman says, This is now a safe city. I have punched the penguin into prison. (laughs) Um. Alfred, Batman's loyal (laughs) butler. Not butler, butler. (laughs) Carries a tray of goth ham. <laughs> Alfred. But eat a dinner. Mattress Wayne. And explosion explodes. The Joker and Two-Face enter the cave. Joker is a clown but insane. Two-Face is a man but attorney. <laughs> okay. I, I, I can keep going but it, it continues you get, you get the idea yeah so although I get what you're saying uh, um, yes I would be pissed off if Disney needed something really cheap and outsourced my work to a literal fucking AI yeah that being said if it's anything like that script
0: yeah but that's why I was thinking it's like looking at some of the pictures for the Secret War on the title screen and all the intro credits I'm like this it just looks weird and I kind of feel bad if I wasn't. Oh, it's was like, don't give it to someone who can actually create good art. Yeah. Someone who can do a good job, rather than just being joining this kind of fad of using AI to generate stuff. But I haven't actually watched the show yet. I'm quite intrigued. I hope. I hope. I seriously hope it's good because
1: you didn't really enjoy Seahawks. I didn't bother to watch oh, it. Oh. I I, I. I don't yeah. have anything against feminism. I just. I've, I've, I've just not been interested in it, Marvel it, it,
0: it, it just wasn't a good show <laughs> it's I it's time of my life I'm never going to get back and I think I actually said you and don't watch it no don't bother it's not a good show the only good bit was spoilers Daredevil came back and had a couple of cool scenes that was the only really good bit yeah uh
1: so what you're saying is you prefer male superheroes?
0: No, I'm saying I prefer shows that are actually
1: good. I was listening to someone, a friend of ours, talking about Sue Hulk, and he said that there weren't actually really any villains. There were just men. And being men, who... And apparent according to this person... I've not watched the show, so this is just this person's opinions. Um, he was saying it, it got he got the impression that... She-Hulk was just fighting against like, the patriarchy or whatever. Is that right? Uh, I don't know, because well, one of the people who was designed, or one of the people
0: who was kind of meant to be a villain was a woman. Didn't, it, was just, it was just... It just wasn't a good show. <laughs> and that's been my problem with Marvel, now I think probably since Endgame, is that they're releasing so much stuff and you kind of... If you don't keep up with it, you're kind of not in the loop with what's happening with Marvel because it's all so interconnected now. Mm. And I honestly... I think I've said this before. I I wish they made less, but better. Yeah. Yeah, Because She-Hulk wasn't great. Even like some of the... um, Like Star Wars stuff as well. I didn't think Boba Fett was particularly good. No. There are other...
1: I didn't think Andor was particularly good either.
0: uh, Yeah, we we have our different opinion on that, which has been covered before. But... I'm trying to watch Miss Marvel as well, which I hadn't, I'd kind of like skipped over, and it's just like, it's not really drawing me in. I haven't even made it through the first episode. It was like, again, with like um, some of the films, I still haven't seen uh, Quantum Mania, but Doctor Strange was okay, Thor was okay. The only two films that I've really enjoyed since, again, were. No Way Home and Shang Chi, which I both thought were brilliant. I didn't Shang Chi, yeah. Everything else is has either been okay or fairly subpar. It's kinda of, I'm at the point now where I wish it's why I hope Secret Invasion is good. I mean it's got it's got Samuel L. Jackson in, it's got lots of other good cast members and it's a really interesting one of the Marvel um comics. Over the, the whole Secret Invasion is a good comic series. But I just hope it's good because <laughs> I'm really
1: losing faith in well I've already I've got I've got this superhero fatigue. I, 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 I as they is um I think people say it's not
0: superhero fatigue. It's bad it's it's that we want
1: I don't think it's... The, that's the thing, because I think they're a good... They're still good super. Okay, like, uh, did you ever watch Invincible? No, I, was, I didn't. I didn't watch Invincible, because although I, 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 I get what you're saying, Henry, for me, I do have a superhero fatigue after watching hundreds of... Like, hundreds of hours of Marvel footage, after watching the poor imitation stuff with the DC films, and the boys and some other stuff. The Boys um, is great, though. The Boys is great. And then My Hero Academia, which is also great. But at this point, I was like, I'm kind of done with superheroes. Can we please talk, do something else? Like, I mean, um, even if they're good ones, how many superhero franchises, shows, whatever, can you think of right now? You know, there's hundreds of hours of Marvel, hundreds of hours of DC. Mm. There's Invincible, The Boys... One my pun- Hero. One Punch Man. <laughs> it's hundreds of hours of that. It's One Punch Man. You're quite right. We can keep going, but that's already enough shows if you want, if you don't watch them more often like I do to last you a year. And that's just superheroes. Yes. And I've spent so much of my time, I was like, you know what, actually, I'm kind of done. So a superhero show, even if it's Marvel, needs to be great to get me to come in and go, oh, okay, I will but, devote some more time to superheroes. But I think that's
0: the thing. That's what... I think it was on this podcast they were saying. It's not... That the, it's not the fatigue necessarily of superheroes, it's the fatigue of the stuff not being worth coming back to watch. Yes, it needs to. That's why. That's why I was recommending Invincible so much to you because I know you said, "Oh, I'm fatigued with superheroes stuff." I was like, "This is so different." Umbrella Academy. That's what I was trying to think of. Umbrella Academy. Academy. Yeah. But for me, Invincible was so completely not what I expected it to be. And it was also so good that I was like this 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 is great. The boys again because it's so
1: different from, mm. them, from all the other superhero yeah. stuff. Even though it's different from other superhero stuff, they are still superheroes. Yeah. You the, the the key tenets of a superhero story, regardless of it, regardless if it subverts all the other tropes, you have a person they have a power, mm. and I'm just I kind of want to. That's what I'm sick of, That whole that whole genre. I'm just fatigued by it. I want people to make shows about more more sci-fi shows or more magic-based shows or whatever. Yeah. But enough enough superheroes.
0: No, but I think at least
1: the boys actually explain where they get the powers from.
0: Yeah, I'm particularly with Marvel. I'm at the point now where it's like, please make less, make better. Mm, and that's why yeah. I, re- I really hope. I really hope a Secret Invasion is actually good because. So, so many of their other shows I'm like you, they, that, like, it won't change because it's just an excuse for them to print money basically well, actually you're wrong they're in debt Disney's in debt oh, everyone's in fucking debt <laughs> I'm not almost everyone's <laughs> in <laughs>
1: fucking debt <laughs> but no Disney have because they haven't been making as much money as they thought from the latest films they're actually millions of dollars in debt mm. I, oh sorry I heard
0: but uh, Yeah, no I kind of with so many shows now. I wish there were things where they made they made less of it but made it better. Mm. So, I really hope Secret Pages good. But yeah, I thought it was, it was just a weird thing I'd seen in like the online that it was like oh this is generated by AI. Mm. I still need to check out the show though. But uh, yeah. I don't feel like I have much else to add. Anything else you want to cover? Can't think of anything off the top of my head. No, we've we've had a little chat about Scotland. You've tried some whiskey. Um, Didn't make it to the Lathroic. Oh well. Oh well. Have to have that another time. Alright, I think we will wrap up there. Cheers, Tom. Cheers, Henry.
2: Bye, everyone.